I've been waiting a long time for this moment to come. I'm destined for anything at all. Dumb shark, gonna be stupid. Good luck. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Whatever. We've got Brandon Avenia, Kendall Starcher, and myself, Brian Johnson. We are here to talk nonsense about stories that probably make no sense. So this will be perfect today. All right, and up on tap, I think as we rotate around, Kendall's got the good today. Yeah. I'm going to give the bad and Brandon, whatever. Kendall, <laughs> you want to start us off with? We always try to start out on a positive note. I, I'm not sure why we should maybe th- rethink that, but anyways, right, it just goes downhill. finish on a good one. <laughs> well, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. We, it's got to stay orderly or we'll yeah. be all off. So. And we go in clockwise motion. We it's do. a whole problem. Yeah, if you guys could see how we're situated here, you'd see that this follows a, a particular set order. So, All right, so my good news is there's a guy in Massachusetts. His name is Mike um, Middleman. He, throughout the pandemic, he started... Um, raising money for food shelters by he makes these handmade wooden bowls and so for everyone who sends him a receipt showing that they've donated to a food shelter he sends them a handmade like wooden bowl and it's called bowls for food it's this (laughs) whole thing and it's him and his kids. They like started doing them in the garage oh, because so they were almost bored. is like the Toms, where you make a shoe and you get to keep a pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah, it's the kinda. same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty cool though. I mean, that's putting some of your talents and stuff to to good use. But yeah, and how I long guess, have they been? I just said since the start of the pandemic, mm-hmm. they've raised twenty thousand dollars for towards like local food banks, but it's all across the United States. So anyone who sends them a receipt showing, hey, I donated to this shelter he sends you a bowl well that's putting your money where your mouth is because wood turns out not so cheap that was all i could think while i was reading this article i was like where's he getting all this wood from i know i've been making stuff out of wood and holy crap they're not afraid to charge for it oh my gosh yeah yeah expensive yeah and then you got to ship it so there's already costs he's in it and then he's uh yeah and like shipping anything in a box is expensive yeah 14 bucks minimum Mm mm-hmm you do a little uh, if it if it fits you ship from UPS or uh, the post office. It's fourteen bucks. Yeah, we should, we should and if his bowls are deep, they're not fitting in those boxes. He needs to be doing like plates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll make you a stack of plates. Yeah, but they ship better. We, we, we <laughs> should do a little receipt. Maybe he's like a millionaire and just I'm not going to go to work. I'm just going to sit here with my lathe and make these huh. products or something. It said he was a software engineer. It's therapeutic. Yeah. Probably. I feel his pain. Yeah, I was going to say, I would think you probably have to deal with some people, you know, in that line of work. But oh, that's kind of, that's actually a really good one. Milton's, that's who he deals with. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody is. That's pretty funny. Well, I don't know, any anything else on this? I mean, I want to now look it up. I just want to see what it is. Is he still doing it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was like as of January 4th was the article, I think. But now you have to donate a certain amount of money in order. No, I'm just I know I was going to say because I was donate a dollar, get a bowl, and then sell the bowl for three. That's like a profit deal. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there's some rules on that. And then ship it I to my know. customer. It's free shipping. I got it. Let's do this. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, cool. All right. So what I've got the I've got the bad this time. So I think you guys remember this, but that you remember the condo in Miami kind of at the beginning of the summer that collapsed. Oh, yes. yeah. So, I mean, obviously I was all over that story kind of checking it out because, I mean, 
this hit in a couple of ways. Like I always think like, you know, how we always talk about like, like if somebody's like, oh, I, I can't trust people, but yet, you know, you drive down the road and you're trusting people all the time to like not be an idiot. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, you live in a condo. I mean, I'm not good enough to go check out the structural engineering of a place that I might live in. So it would be an afterthought, but like, you know, all of the criteria that went into why that collapsed. And I'm, I know like, I think 98 people died. So that's why it made my bad list. But those were like 90 pe- 98 people that lived in, in a condo. After that happened, like a couple months later, and I kind of checked it out now and then, I kind of went back to watch videos, not just of what happened, mm-hmm. but like people that were analyzing like how this happened. and The things. epic failures and a chain of epic failures. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's never one thing. No, and, it's been like on someone's radar for like four years. And, you know, it always brings me back to like, you know, it, when something is done, I'm not like all in favor of like all these governing bodies, like validating something, but there does probably need in these cases to be a collective that says you have to follow these steps. There are. It's called yeah, building I codes. I 100% <laughs> agree. And that's what makes me wonder, like, and then you have faith like, oh, well, I mean, the FDA says this is healthy. Like, and then something like that happens. And it's like, where were the breakdowns? But, you know, as I watched what they were describing, like structural engineers and then actual video of what took place, like you could literally see this coming like a mile away, not like an actual mile, but like all the buildup to what happened with like water leaks and stuff like that. And it's like, I mean, I don't know the, you know, I don't know the Florida terrain all that much. I just would guess it's little less solid than, you know, here in Charlotte. Sandy. Yeah. And so like more Sandy. You already are starting by default building on something that is going to shift much easier than, you know, clay and, and stuff that we build on here. So it made me wonder like, how does all that get incorporated? Like out in LA from where you're from, you know, it's always like, is it earthquake safe? You know, is something built in a way that it could absorb like a minor earthquake and to what extent? And then when you see things collapse, it's like, huh, did it actually meet the code or, or what happened here? Well, but you still can't always predict it. And that's the funny thing is in before I got into IT, I was in construction for a long time. Right. And it, it is usually the building codes and all that stuff. Yes, you have to build it, goes through planning, goes through all that stuff. But the time the guy comes out to inspect. It's too late. It, it's not even too late. Most of the time it's like, Ah, it looks good. And he's out. And they tr- it's just something that you get charged for. And then the part that really kind of sucks is if there's a guy that's signing off on this and you have to build it to the city's code because there's California building code or I'm just going to assume it's like this everywhere. Sure. I don't know. It's fact, but there's California building code and then cities would have their own ordinance on top of it. So you have to build it to the way the city wants. Right. They come in and inspect it and have zero responsibility or skin in the game if something happens. So you could build something and they approve it. They approve it. Or let's say you just skimp out on something, which is notorious for track homes. And if they can save, just think of it this way when you go buy a track home, if they can save a dollar and there's a hundred houses, that's a hundred bucks. Now, if they can save a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. that's a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it adds up quick when you can cut corners in places Mm -hmm. and they do it all the time. That's why you see these class action lawsuits where, you know, drywalls popping off the corners of a building because they didn't use nails. They just taped it in there and good to go. (laughs) (laughs) They spit on it. it. Well, yeah. And that's the problem is you get, there's two. So you're getting paid piecework a lot of times. So you get paid by the piece you put up and then you're incentivized to save money in places like the builder is because they save it across a hundred houses. 
it adds up. And you yep. do that 10 times, you know, it's a million bucks. Yeah. So that and then the quality work, because like I said, you're piece working, but then there's no real skin in the game for the cities or the, the states that have to put all that stuff in. They just, nope. Well, in their inspections or whatever they kind of do, I, I imagine they're in phases, but they're already after the phase is complete when they come out to look at it and validate it. They have to leave things open. So like when you're doing the electrical and rough and all that stuff, all the walls have to be, they have to be able to see everything. Sure. If you go past and fill something in and they can't see it, they'll make you tear it off. So because assumption is you're hiding something, so. Sure. Or they just have to physically see it. So if you have a rough plumbing and you put drywall up, they'll make you pull it all off the walls. But you know, the first thing that this story made me think of, even when it happened, was, and, and it's a totally separate conversation, and I know, you know, civil engineering and, and construction aren't the same thing, but made me think of bridges. And like when bridges are made, because they're not made to be replaced every 10 years. I mean, you know, bridges are up for years. hundreds of years. Yeah. And I know in the conversations I've heard people say like, they build a bridge to support like at least 10 to 100x what will actually go over it because you can't like think of like if a bridge just collapsed. Oh, we got a caller. <laughs> long, long time caller. This is, this is a uh, <laughs> contractor calling in to let us know what's up. <laughs> but like Actually, when, it's code 44F. Yeah, that's right. So, but like when you think about bridges, like you can't just like drive across a bridge and it just collapse. Like, I mean, that's the liability with that is so immense, but it, it's like, how can you just build a condo and it collapse? You know what I mean? I, so I, I, it made me think of that because like, where would the general person like have a huge concern? Like if, I mean, if you're on a two story house, I mean, I certainly don't want my house to collapse, but it's two stories. It's not like 15 and it's not like a whole side caving in. So, I mean, I get the cutting corners thing. It's just like, where does that risk get played into it? Because bridges would scare the heck out of me. Yeah. And I mean, things change. I mean, you know, you can have something that's unforeseen, but yeah. for the most part, they build them. And the, the crazy thing is how many earthquakes happen in California? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of old ass buildings out there that are still standing, made yeah. of barely made of two by fours. <laughs> Yeah. And no, just nails. That's it. There's no steel in it or nothing like the new houses. And they're, they're still good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy because it made me think like, you know, how much we trust certain things without giving it a second thought. Yeah. Right. The assumptions there that, and, and this is a testament to, to U.S. building codes. Mm -hmm. If you look in any other country, when there's a natural disaster, whole cities get wiped out. Oh, yeah. Whole cities, like when Mexico City has an earthquake, the whole damn place gets wiped out. Where here you might have a couple buildings, even in Northridge with that giant earthquake. Right. The damage was very minimal. I mean, outside of you, Pompeii, we know it wasn't your fault. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. well, that, that's different. <laughs> Got buried in lava. Sorry, yeah. we didn't see that one coming. <laughs> but usually with natural disasters in any other country, everything gets wiped out. Yeah. Here, you get damage. There's damage and, you know, yeah. there were... But it was the same thing when they find out like a apartment building fell down. Well, there was some shoddy work going on. Well, you know, this, to your point, like in the Europe, like in all my travels, like the comparisons that I always heard, it was like the European Union and the United States. And one of the great things about the U.S. was for as large a country as it is and having 50 states in the country, in the union, and then obviously territories, it's amazing that the coordinated level at the national side where people basically speak the same language, 
they basically like have the same curriculum for school. Like that's pretty impressive that it can be made in an area. And I know there's unique differences. Like you're going to build a house different in California than, you know, in Maine, but yet still houses can be built with regularity without much issue. And then you go like to Europe and, you know, France and Italy might be on basically the same type of geography and they might have entirely different building codes. Yeah. Different countries. Yeah entirely different building codes do what you want <laughs> yeah and that's why when you see like the architecture and stuff that you see country to country it varies so much and in the u.s it's pretty similar i mean sure in the south you may have tile instead of asphalt shingles but in general you don't see houses enormously built different where you see that change dramatically you know country to country in europe yeah all i could think about was like airbnb because i mean we had just come back from miami for a girl's trip like two months before and had stayed in a high-rise condo unit just an airbnb someone owned and was renting out and it was like we weren't anywhere near there but all i could think was oh my god yeah. <laughs> oh my god i was there <laughs> yeah that's one of the boxes you check at the end if building collapses you will not hold us accountable. <laughs> hey, do you think we'll get our deposit back yeah. it wasn't me <laughs> right I swear I was staying in the middle of the building. I wasn't yeah. even there. So that was my uh, that was my bad for the time. I, I just remember that being pretty terrible and one of those things where it's like you obviously never anticipate something like that happening. So I agree. Yeah, I never yeah. expect my house to come tumbling down on top of me. Yeah. yeah. You pay all that money for a nice condo and find out the pool's leaking and you know, basically getting the whole structure. But all right. Brandon, you've got the whatever today. So what do you got for us? My whatever is. So it's a man with a Florida tattoo on his forehead <laughs> arrested for misuse of 911 and marijuana possession. Now, all those other things I could care less about. <laughs> it's the tattoo. We all know how Florida's shaped. Right. And the right. orientation of his tattoo. Oh, no. Is... <laughs> The dangly part is right on the bridge of his nose, which is a terrible place to put That's that. It's like a USC Trojan helmet. Uh, Why would you fill it in like that? Yeah. Why is it I so wish dark? people could see this. You should look this up. It, you, yeah, if you can, look it up. Look for Florida Man. bagged by Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the dangly part on your face. Yeah, no, that's the full-on Trojan helmet. Yeah, that's uh, it's not a good look. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> well, what's funny, too, when you look at this, it's like if you're going to go to all that trouble and put a, a forehead tattoo, this guy's got a lot of clearance on his forehead yeah he like he's only he using this, but this is like just above his eyebrow and yeah. down over his nose yeah he's got a whole lot of forehead still available yeah it, and they say forehead tattoo i feel like it's like a eyebrow like yeah. it's yeah like the straight part is over one eye and then the other part <laughs> dangled down over his nose well and it's it's really odd because of the panhandle and the, the direction of the actual florida like the main part yeah it doesn't look very symmetrical on your head nope no it's like <laughs> It's very off-center. Yeah. It's, it's very dark. It's a very bad choice. <laughs> I, I didn't... I feel caught off guard that, like, forehead tattoos alone... Like, what you also don't see is this guy doesn't have, like, teardrops next to his eye. No, it's the only it's tattoo the only on tattoo his tattoo he's got. Right, like, like, there's not even a neck we, tattoo? Yeah, no, we see nothing. from his V-neck on up, and that's it. Yeah. That's really... No, odd. And it's a clear. black tattoo. Yeah. On Blacked a white out. dude. Yeah, yeah, a white dude that, like, just stands out from a mile away. It looks like... Now it we, looks like a Gorbachev like yeah. thing on his face. We're pretty sure he's from Vermont and just went to UF, right? Yeah. Like Florida of Life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he did not identify what part of Florida he exists on, but I'm assuming the dangly part. Yeah, that's, yeah, so that's the part he's the most proud of. I wonder if he looks cross at it to see it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. All right. That's how he points it out. I live here. <laughs> On the tip. On the t- <laughs> just the tip. I knew somebody was going to say it. I didn't have Kendall tagged as the one to jump right in. That was pretty good. That's so funny. Like, uh, that is just a horrible look. Yeah. Right. I, I saw it and I was like, I could care less with the title. I don't even care what he did. Yeah. yeah. Whatever he did, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, those feel very minor. Yeah. To, I was expecting, like, yeah. I don't know, manslaughter. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting when they pulled up and, like, it all makes sense now. You know, but you, ah, can't, yes. you can't go Got to it. prison with that tattoo and be like, yeah, bro, I'm in here for marijuana possession. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, and, and that tattoo, you will not make it. Yeah. And no. misuse of 911. <laughs> yeah. I butt dialed it by accident. What? <laughs> You know, it's funny as I was pulling out of a driveway, I was I went to the auto parts store to pick something up, going out and I hear boom, like my phone starts ringing. Nine one one, how can I help you? <laughs> what? <laughs> now I don't even know where my phone is. It's, it's in the cup holder. I'm freaking out. I'm like, <laughs> it's like it's Minority Report. They're about to tell you what's about to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the address for your emergency? Am I going to have one? <laughs> what do you know? What do you, you know? tell me where I'm supposed yeah. to go? Yeah, you tell me where the emergency is. That's crazy. I, I've never had that happen. No. My phone's usually locked, so like I don't really have many butt dial instances. But you know, every once in a while, like I'll get a call, and it'll be weird. And they're like, "Hey, what did you want?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, "Well, you called me earlier." And it's like, "No, I didn't." Then I look at my call list, and it's like, Ooh, "Yep, I guess I did." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the crazy part is everyone's phone does the same thing. It locks, and you have to put a code in, and yeah. Do your retinal scan and uh, put a thumbprint <laughs> to get it open, and somehow it just dials on its own. Right. So since we're on the retinal scan thing, I saw this really funny meme yesterday. I shot it out. I but basically it was like, hey, this it says FBI. You know, hey, we're uh, looking to get some new photos for our visual identification system, facial recognition system, and Facebook's like. Well, what if we went and put out a 10-year challenge and everybody just uploaded it themselves? And then it had like a picture FBI and it was a picture of Jim from the office looking through the window going like, (laughs) (laughs) says the FBI. And I was like, well, it's probably not used for that, but I guess it could be. Totally could be. Yeah. Because that's all I'm seeing is now these people posting these 10-year like differences between them 10 years ago and now Mm -hmm. pictures. Here's what I look like with blonde hair. Here's what I look like with brown hair. I'm like, oh, good to know. Yeah. It's called data collection. Right. <laughs> like, it is funny. Like the request comes off so innocent, but yet it's, it yeah. is data. I mean, every picture that you send in, I mean, it's essentially has a, has a reason that they use, but, and when I say they use, I don't mean that it's all for bad. It's just, it's for they, bad. they repurpose it and send you out your memories and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll go down that path on another episode, but all right. Well, what do you guys got? Any, anything else? Any, I'm still kind of off, off balance with this Because Florida. I'm so thrown with this tattoo. I know. Like I said, I didn't even <laughs> care. I just was flipping through. I'm like, oh, I don't even so care. What whatever the story is, I'm using it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know it's a podcast, but. <laughs> I got to show this. I could paint a visual picture. <laughs> it is the smallest, like for Florida being such a big state, it yeah. is a tiny representation of Florida on this yeah. guy's forehead. Yeah. It's stupid small. Like yeah. that's what I was thinking. I'm like forehead tattoo. Yeah. From yeah. a distance, it looks like a gun pointed down over his <laughs> nose. Yeah. It just say so a gun. Weird. Yeah. It looks like the Sopranos uh, logo with the <laughs> yeah. gun pointed down. <laughs> Jeez. I was expecting more of like an art piece. Yeah. <laughs> like a not, Mike Tyson style or yeah, something. Not a little little silhouette of You know uh, what it Florida. looks like? It looks like what he did is he took a map, took a picture of it, printed off the picture, cut the Florida piece out and took it to the tattoo artist. And it was like, you know, we could probably enlarge this. And he was like, just make it this size. I want this <laughs> down my nose. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. 
All right. Well, we'll we'll take a look here at this episode, decide what <laughs> sticks and what doesn't, but that was a good one. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget to tune in uh, next week. We'll have another great episode.